Hello, Queen. Leslie here, host of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Welcome to today's episode, episode 43. I am super excited for you to listen today. Today, we have Chrissy Connor, who is the visibility queen, and she is here to share with us some tips, some advice, some incredible information that I believe is going to help you to get more visible in your business, on social, online, because in the world that we live in today, if you are not visible online, you technically are probably not going to have a business. So Chrissy is here just to share some top tips on the ways that she recommends that you use to get visible online. So hold on to your seats because today's episode is full of so many amazing golden nuggets and I cannot wait for you to listen. So again, welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Absolutely. So yes, I'm the self-proclaimed visibility queen and I help brands and businesses amplify their online visibility with rockstar social media strategies, basically because I want to help them maximize their efforts and make a greater impact with their message and to help them grow. Um, And the reason I'm so passionate about this is because and I know you said you followed some of my Instagram um, posts. I can definitely say I used to be the invisible queen because I definitely used to hide from video. I used to hide from showing up. I used to hide from being the face of my business. I thought a logo was all I needed. Why did I need to show up as my face? Why did I need to talk to people? (laughs) Like all these things were like such issues with me. And being an introvert, it was really hard for me to come out of my shell and actually Actually show up as the face of my business. I think a lot of people are introverts. I keep hearing like I am, you know, it was the hardest thing just because you worry, you know, what are we going to think? What are they going to say? Am I going to mess up? You know, just all these questions come up. Right. So what what helped you understand or maybe start getting out of that shell? Like what I guess, what gave you that initial push? Well, I used to own a business with a friend of mine. And um, it was actually a skincare business. We actually made skincare in our basements. And that's where I learned all my digital marketing skills because I love being the behind the scenes girl. And um, she used to push me so hard. She wanted to apply for a Shark Tank. She, we actually got on like a local news station. We got in a magazine. I hated every bit of it. I'll be honest. I hated it. I did not want to do it. I had to wear a turtleneck because I got hives. It would like creep up my face. It was so embarrassing. Um, So when I started my digital marketing company, I really just, again, still want to be this behind the scenes person. And I was like, I don't need to show up. And then I thought, started thinking about creating a course and creating offers. And I'm like, nobody knows who I am. Like, how am I going to get people to trust me? What's the easiest way to get people to trust me? So I decided to start trying out video and I hated it still. Um, And then live video came around and I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing live video and I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go live on my personal page and I'm going to put it privacy to me only. And then I'm going (laughs) to watch it. And if it's good, then I'm going to do it to public. Right. So I did this like 10 times. I've never thought about that. That's smart. (laughs) But it worked. And then about the 10th time, people would say like, people kept saying, Oh my God, I saw you went live. I missed your live or something. I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. Everybody missed my live because (laughs) it wasn't even public until I changed the settings. And, um, so 
about the 10th time I said, you know what, this is ridiculous. Like you have to stop. <laughs> like you're not getting, like it was, I was basically talking to myself. I should have just recorded the video at that point. And I was <laughs> like, fun to actually have people interact with me while I'm live. And so I finally went live on my personal page and I tell everybody this story, but, um, I needed something that would keep me going that I knew without a doubt how to do and talk about. And all my friends had wanted to learn how to make jello shots. So I <laughs> did a demo on how to make jello shots on my personal page. That was my first real live video without cheating. And it just, the interaction I got, I almost, so it's almost like I've never bungee jumped, but I imagine it's like bungee jumping, that thrill of getting yeah. it and the interaction with your audience. And I kind of started feeding off of that. And it's again, really crazy because I'm an introvert and I don't like to put my face out there, but I really just how they responded to me. It really just helped me realize, oh my gosh, I just helped my friends make jello shots. They've been asking me for these recipes forever. What if I can do this with my business? What if I can help people grow their business by doing the same thing, teaching them things I already know? And so it was almost like a magical moment, right? And so now whenever I don't want to go live or whenever I don't want to show up for my business, because I think that's really what differentiates those who succeed and those who don't. We show up even when we don't feel like it, right? And um, I just think, who am I doing a disservice to if I don't show up today? Who am I, who am I hurting if I don't show up and give them this message and this piece of value? Like, who am I not helping? You know, I need to help people every single day. I need to be there and support them because it may be something that changes their business from, you know, making a sale today or not making a sale. So I feel like I'm just doing a disservice and I put that on myself and I say that all the time. If you're not going to show up, you're doing a disservice to your audience. I love that. I think what I'm noticing more and more, I mean, I think I already knew this, but the more I talk to, you know, women who are in business is that they are so focused on others and that's what's leading them into the success they're experiencing. It's the fact that they're taking that focus away from them and putting it on the people they're serving. Yes. And as a consequence, you know, you're able to get out of your own head because it's so easy to get stuck in there and, you know, allow all the insecurities and the doubts and the fears yeah. to just really set in and just keep you away from doing what you're meant to do. So I love that you're using the impact that you can make on other people's lives and yes. businesses as a motivator. That is incredibly smart. <laughs> so Absolutely. if anyone's listening, make sure you yeah. do that too. And I think too, like even the start of the stay at home orders, you know, that's one of the things that I did. I said, I can't handle this. It's like, this was really hard for me to handle myself. And I said, if I keep thinking inward, this is going to crush me. It's going to hurt my business. I have to think outward. And so I just went on a rampage. I put together a virtual summit with 30 people in less than a week. Like I did all these things just because I knew if I didn't focus outward, that it was going to crumble me. It was going to hurt me. It was going to cause me to go in this hole and hide. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be that person. So I totally just started focusing outward. And again, that's just part of visibility. I'm showing up for everybody else um, because it's important to help them grow their business. And isn't it amazing how when you show up for others, there's this like little bit of you that just gets filled up 
you yes. know, with so much joy and so much excitement, like you said, when you showed up that first time and you started getting all these responses and this interaction, it's like, it filled up something that you didn't even know was empty inside of you with this joy for the interaction and for what you were doing for them. So I love that, that you talk about that. So I have a couple questions for you and I wrote them down sure. so I wouldn't forget. Um, so, so the first one is being the visibility queen. One of my questions for you is what are some of your favorite ways to build visibility? So for those of us that are maybe just starting out or maybe have no clue what any of this means, what, I guess maybe a little bit of like a tiny training on what visibility really is when it comes to your business, when it comes to, you know, online and then just your favorite ways of how you do it. Um, yeah, so I think visibility is really an opportunity for our audience to get to know who we are, to get to know what we're an expert in, to get to know maybe a little personal side of us too, like how we talk, how we teach, all those things. I think it's a great opportunity also to weed out who your people are, right? Because if they, they don't like you on video, they're probably not your people and that's okay. It's a hard lesson and it's a hard thing to get be okay with, but it's truly okay because we only want to attract people that are gonna be our people. So it's a quick, a quick way to weed those people out. My favorite ways to get visible, first of all, are live video. I feel like live video is the most powerful. It's absolutely just something, even if your dog barks or your kid walks in the room or a book falls off the shelf, which has happened to me. Gary V's <laughs> right, uh, jab, 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 right hook fell off when I was talking about him one day. I, I was like, that's his spirit just falling off. And it like landed in the floor and I'm like jumped in the middle of my live video. But those things, you cannot predict those things. Those yeah. things just happen and they're entertainment. I mean, you <laughs> laugh at it afterwards and make fun of yourself and all that stuff. But you know, live video is just one of those things. It's not scripted. You can write as many notes down as you want, but it's probably never going to go the way that you want or you think it will. And I think it's a really good opportunity when people hop on live with you to have that interaction, to be able to talk to them, to answer their questions as they come through. Even though we don't see that happening as much as we used to with live video, I still think it's really powerful. And it's so powerful that if you have access, you can go LinkedIn live, obviously Facebook and, and Instagram, YouTube live. They're, everybody's coming out with live options because it is so powerful for your audience. So number one, that would be my number one way to get visible. Number two would be any video, um, any type of video. Um, the third is to show your face. I mean, I can take a piece of content on Instagram almost always if it has my face over just a quote or a graphic that's gonna get more attention. It's gonna get more engagement than just like a graphic. And I love designing graphics, but people wanna see your face. They wanna be able to connect with you. And so I think those are my top three ways to get visible. Um, I think the fourth way that's really powerful is getting on podcasts, even though it's not always your face, it's your voice and your message, getting on another Facebook Live with a guest, um, getting in front of somebody else's audience is a very powerful way because that is the quickest way you can actually attract more people to you that maybe you wouldn't have been able to reach before. So true, that's so, so true. I love what you mentioned with your third um, favorite way, which is to put your face on it for a while you know and i did i recently started noticing that it's like if i if my face is on there you know no matter what you know the face looks like it's like i'll get more likes i'll get more comments and you know yeah. just again more visibility 
And for a while I struggled with that because I'm like, you know, it's not just about me, you know, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, especially if you get a comment from someone, you know, like I've heard people get comments like, oh, you know, like you just like, it's always about you. And again, going back to what you said earlier, you know, you will weed out the people that are not meant to be with you and that's okay like your people are your people and they're going to love the fact that they get to see you and they get to meet you they get to know you more so i yes. love that you mentioned that so with life going back um just a little bit why do you believe do you believe it's because of the interaction that you get to have with people like that connection as opposed to just watching the video now they get to if they want to ask questions comments is that why it's like the favorite way like the number one way I think so. And, and again, just being, you're showing your true self, right? You're not scripted. It's not edited. Um, and obviously platforms are going to favor that, right? They do seem to favor live video. I don't know about Instagram as much as Facebook, but definitely like LinkedIn, like I'm getting so many notifications of people going live. I'm a little salty. I still don't have live video on LinkedIn, but when I get it, I am going to use it every single day. But even, um, I've been doing live on YouTube recently and it's really, you're attracting their algorithm is helping you see more people that you wouldn't normally see. So I think the algorithms is one of the reasons. And the other reason is because people realize you're human. They can connect with you. If you mess up, if you say, um, too many times, they realize <laughs> you, you're not this where edited video can almost have this level of perfection right? Because you're editing out the, the ums and, and the parts that you mess up on. Whereas live, they feel like, oh, she's just normal, right? She's not perfect. I can, you know, I, I think when we put ourselves out there as this perfect person, people feel like that's not attainable. And I don't want anybody to feel like that's attainable because I am far from perfect. I am a recovering perfectionist, but done <laughs> is better than perfect all the time. And the other thing I think is, a lot of us aren't consistent with our social media, but I know if I haven't planned out my week or my two weeks, like I love to do, I know I can push the live button and there's no preparation, throw on some lipstick, some cute earrings and go live. That's it. That's all you got to do. Right. And so sometimes having that less, you know, preparation and all that, you know, that stuff that you want to be planned out. And some days you just aren't. And just, I, I find sometimes too live I go live when I have a passion, when I'm really feeling passionate about something, maybe I just read a book or maybe a, I just got off a strategy call and people like somebody said something to me or I didn't know that. That's like, oh my gosh, they didn't know that. I assume everybody knows this. Let me just hop on a live and just tell my audience, you know, it's a great way to deliver information really fast, being your true authentic self. I love that. I recently heard someone say, um, it was from some tr online training and they mentioned anytime you learn something do a quick they said either live like a two three minute live or like a quick two three minute video and just share what you just learned because if it was something new to you it's very often it's going to be something new to someone else and you can help them learn something different plus you'll learn it twice which is obviously going to get ingrained in your brain Absolutely. Um, really quick question that i thought about when you were sharing your answer right now when it comes to becoming visible, um, you mentioned a few different platforms, obviously, which most of us are familiar with LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, Facebook, etc. What do you recommend for people to try to get on all of them? Do you recommend for them to pick one when, you know, like, let's say when someone's just getting started um, with a business or with trying to become visible, more visible online, what do you encourage them people to do? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so let's take a quick break because I want to share something super awesome with you. So are you ready to focus on how you can prepare and plan for the new month ahead in a realistic way and just take those baby steps towards your goals? We often overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can get done when we break down our audacious goals into monthly, weekly, and daily actionable steps. So I wanted to introduce to you a quick step-by-step guide that I created just for you. It's called How to Plan for a New Month in Business Step-by-Step Guide. So get ready to stop wondering where each month went and begin each month with intention, with a plan of action for growth. It's time to get back in the driver's seat of your life. No more passenger seat. So go ahead and go to weleadsociety.com forward slash month and guide. Again, that's www.weleadsociety.com forward slash month and guide. And as you're preparing at the end of the month for the following month in business, make sure that you tag me in your stories or on Instagram or anywhere that you're going to share your planning. And because I would love to go ahead and give you a shout out for being super intentional with your new month. All right, we'll talk to you soon and let's get back to the episode. Um, I think you definitely should become very familiar and consistent with one platform before you try to go to others. But if you're only going to be on two platforms, let's say you're like, I'm only going to be on two. You want to obviously make sure your audience is there. But I feel like it's very important to have a long-term and a short-term marketing strategy. So when we post on Facebook or Instagram, even LinkedIn, those Twitter, those are very short-term marketing. Your post is probably, unless you put ad spin behind it, probably gonna last 24 to 48 hours, right? And pretty much after that, unless it goes viral, people aren't gonna comment or like on it anymore. However, if we have a long-term strategy, we can't, we can't expect like, instant results all the time, but YouTube or Pinterest or blog posts or even podcasts are long-term strategies because what happens is you're searchable, people can find you and it can really help you in the long run. So if you can like start on Facebook and maybe start doing YouTube videos, as long as you can, can separate and not get hung up on instant gratification, that is going to serve you so much more than anything else. And it is a great way to get visible and to build another fan base because you're searchable. And typically what happens when we find a podcast we love, we, we listen to one, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, I love this person. Like I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm going to listen yeah. to all of them. Yep. <laughs> same thing can happen with blog posts. The same thing that can happen with YouTube, Pinterest. I feel like some people argue Pinterest may not be a long-term marketing strategy, but I have a piece of content that's done well since 2013. That's not in my oh, zone wow. now. So I think it's truly a long-term marketing strategy. So I think pick something that's long-term, pick something that's short-term and at least start with those two and then build on that going forward. I think if we can eventually have as much of an omnipresence as possible, Gary Vee talks about this a lot, um, then we're actually going to be able to get our message out to more and more and more people. And I think that is where we really start making that impact. But taking one platform, doing it really well, adding on a long-term marketing strategy are the first two things that I would recommend to any new business. Oh, that's smart. I love that you mentioned that because I've never, again, I'm just getting familiar with all these marketing strategies and just even all the terminology. So I love that you talked about short term and how, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they are short term because like you said, people just, you know, unless you are consistent, like with posting, I've seen people go back, you know, a few days or even like last month and like some stuff. 
but that doesn't happen all the time, you know, right. unfortunately. So I love that you mentioned just picking those two different ways. Right. Um, so another question for you. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, okay, so why do you recommend, because I saw this on your Instagram, we recycle our content and what are some of the ways that we can do this? Because we can go crazy trying to come up with content, what to say, you know, where, how, so what do you recommend that we do to be able to recycle the content and what are some ways that you encourage people to do that? Absolutely. So I am so passionate about recycling content, repurposing content, however you want to say it, because of this. When you have a message, you need to spread it. You need to send it out to the world every chance you get. Think about, I'm going to use, it's, you know, I'm going to use kids as an example. How many times we have to tell children something like all the time, we have to repeat it all the time. And how many times have you been to a conference or you've listened to a training? You're like, oh my gosh, I knew that, but I totally forgot to do that. <laughs> we need to be told things multiple times too, not just kids. And I think sometimes even my clients will go to a conference and say, oh, such and such, they talked about this. I know you told me that a long time ago and I didn't listen <laughs> to you, but it just happens. Right. And so yeah. I think we take a piece of content. Let's say we do a 10 minute video and it has a ton of value. I like to take that 10 minute video. I take it to a, a and this is a little mini training too. I take it to a place called Otter AI, which is O T T E R dot AI. It will transcribe the video. I can pull out quotes from the video. I can pull out little snippets of the video and I can repurpose this everywhere. So I can turn it into a blog post. I can turn it into a LinkedIn article. I can turn it into an email to go to my email list. There's so many things that I can do with this content and I can spread it across every different platform, put it in different mediums, meaning it can be a video, it can be a quote, it can be a picture of me pointing at a quote. It can be in so many different formats that really get our audience engaged. It could be an audiogram where it's just a picture with you know the, um, the sound on it. And I just think there's just so much power in that because if you're trying to get visible, there's one, you may be an expert in a lot of things, but there's probably one thing that you're really like is in your zone of genius and you're really trying to niche with. So I think that is what you want to get out there even more. And by putting that out there in different mediums and in different ways that your audience can digest it, you are becoming the thought leader and the expert in whatever it is that you're trying to share with your audience. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you know what? It's just like you said, it's just simple things. And it's like, I've heard something like that, but you know, I guess you just need the right person to explain it in the right way. Exactly. For me, it's like the simplest form, like the best, you know, like you said, work smarter and not harder has always yeah. been the thing that I want to do. And it doesn't mean that I, the, the, uh, the goodness of it, you know, is less. It's just, you know, you want to work smarter. So thank you for that little tip. I loved it. And I hope that people that are listening can go ahead and use yeah. that. So otter.i, you said? It's otter.ai. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it's, it, some of it's free. You can upload a video or you could upload, like you could upload this podcast um, and it would transcribe it for you. And it's great. It also, if you pay for it, a lot of times like um, LinkedIn won't do the captions. So you can download the SRT file, which is what gives you the closed captions on um, your videos. There's lots of things you can do with it, but it's great to repurpose for blog posts or to create content with. I just love it. I've used it for about a year and I tell everybody about it because it's such a great product. 
Awesome. All right. You need to collaborate with them because you're, uh, you're going to make the money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So last question uh, before I ask you the final question is, we'd love for you to offer the audience some content ideas so they are ready to share with the world. So we were talking about this before we started recording and it is coming up with the content. Like, what do I share? I'm ready. You know, I have like my phone, I have my video, whatever. I'm ready to like, come on here. Now what? Because I think okay. you might be really great at the beginning. Like I remember when I first started like sharing content, I was like, oh my gosh, I got this. And then I came to like a strong halt one day and I was like, what, and, like, what else can I share? So what do you do that's been helpful or what do you train other people or teach other people to do that you feel has really been helpful when it comes to creating content? Absolutely. So the number one thing that I love to do when I think about creating content is think about the pain points that your audience has and how you can serve them. That is a great way to show your audience how you can support them and just thinking about their pain points. Um, so I think that's my number one way. My number two way is to go into groups that may have your, that may be industry groups of what you sell or offer, or they may have your ideal person in them and search. Look what questions people are asking, because if one person has that question, other people have that question, right? And it's a great way to create content. My third way is to go to Quora, which is Q-U-O-R-A, and it is a question and answer platform. So people ask questions. And again, you can search and see what people are asking about your industry. If you want to answer questions while you're there, sure, because it's like a great place to um, establish yourself as an expert or a thought leader, but it's a great place to find content ideas. Because again, if people are asking, you know the answer, right? And you can give that to your audience. Um, my fourth way I think we're on, um, I love a website called Answer the Public. And it is basically, it takes all of the questions that people ask, right? So it's really keyword focused. So if I wanted to put in social media, it would come up with probably hundreds or thousands of questions that people ask about social media. And it comes up kind of funky. It's like in these like graphs, but then on the side, there's a way you can download a CSV file and you literally just download that CSV file and you have a ton of content to put out to your audience. And then my final way to create content is just to go put in your keyword on Pinterest. Like, I think that's just a gold mine. And I'm not saying copy what is there, but get ideas of like things that people are creating for others because it's a great way to find content and put it out there for your audience. I love that. So it's just, it's basically understanding what people are, like what your ideal client is thinking, the questions they have and making sure that you're putting content out there that will hopefully help them and add value to them through yes. what you're creating. Love yes. it. Love it. Love and it. And another it. way I want to throw this into, because I think this is important and I think we miss the boat sometimes. And this is really important when we're trying to get visible. When we get visible, we need to talk about ourselves, right? So if we have stories that happened in our past, I think it's really important to use that as a learning opportunity for our audience. So I, um, it's a funny story. One day I was, my daughter had a cheer competition and she had a, um, 
she had a uniform on, we were going to eat and it was itchy. And she's like, I don't have a shirt. And I had on a zip up jacket, a sports bra and a shirt. And I was like, well, I'll give you my shirt and I'll just wear like my jacket and my sports bra in and just keep it zipped up the whole time we're at the restaurant. And so at a red light, I literally take my shirt off <laughs> and I have a sports bra on. So it's like, fine. Nobody saw me, but anyhow, I went live and I was like, are you willing to get naked for your business? Like, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to take the shirt off your back for your business? Like how hard and, and, and are you willing to work for what you want in your business? Like I'm willing to do this for my kid. Am I willing to do this for my business? And so I use that story to kind of, you know, obviously give that shock value because people are like, why are you getting naked for your business? But to also say, what are you willing to do? How hard are you willing to work? Um, and how creative are you willing to be to get where you want to go in your business? And so I think it's really great. Go to your memories in Facebook every single day and see what stories you told eight, nine years ago, maybe if you were on Facebook that long and take those stories and create a story inventory. Russell Brunson talks about this a lot and just create a story inventory that you can use because people relate to you through stories. And if you can use those past stories of things that have happened to you into a learning opportunity or almost like a parable for them, that's something they remember and they don't forget. Nice. I once heard um, talking about what you were saying, people forget the facts, but they will always remember the stories. Yes. And it's something that I recently learned. And then I'm thinking back like, yeah, you're right. Like one of my favorite things about going to any kind of conference, personal development training, anything of that kind is hearing people's stories of, you know, where they came from or just funny stories. I mean, any kind of story, you just, I don't know why, but you remember them so much better than you do anything else people train on. Yeah. So I love that you mentioned that. So last question for you is if you were to be able to go back in time, okay, this is a question I ask everyone because I love to hear the answer. If you were to be able to go back in time and talk to the younger Chrissy and you know, the one that maybe was just starting off and was feeling all the feelings at the time, um, what would you tell her? What maybe two or three pieces of advice would you give her that you feel would be something that can empower and encourage her when times get tough? Oh, this is good. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would tell her number one, to get over herself. <laughs> that the people that she's worried about what they're thinking about her are not, never going to pay her bills. And I think that was something powerful. I wish I would have thought about a long time ago, because I think one of the reasons I struggle with getting visible is I was so worried about what other people would think of me. And if I could have gotten over myself and stopped worrying about that a long time ago, I probably could have gotten out of my shell a lot sooner than I did. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Um, the second thing I would tell myself is, um, being busy is not being productive and they are two totally different things <laughs> and that I should, you should maximize every single minute you have to work on your business and it should be action items, not just busy items. And I think that's for a long time. I just thought, Oh, I'm sitting at my desk 10 hours a day. This is working, right? This is working on my business. No, it's not always productive. And so that's for sure. Another thing I would say, and then my last thing would be, don't do it alone. I was a very proud person when I started my business and I thought I could do everything by myself. And I really learned after like probably about a year, year and a half that building relationships has grown my business further than anything else. And I'm not saying building relationships to sell to people, building relationships with zero expectation in turn. Like it has been
supporting other people, giving value, quit worrying about that you're giving away all your secrets because those people are the ones who support me now, refer me now, and really have helped me grow my business even bigger than I could have ever imagined. That's amazing. You're the like fourth person that has mentioned, you know, don't be afraid to give it all away because like, Someone explained it really great. And it was when you're giving it away for free, like people just listen and they kind of listen halfway, you know, but then when they turn around and they find that there's value in what you have to share and they turn around, they purchase something or they pay you for that information somehow, some way, there's a difference. Something clicks in their mind and they are ready to now apply it and take action. So I love that you shared that because I know for me, I've been someone that in the past, I was like, oh, you know, like how much and just the liberation that I felt when someone said that, like, you know, just share everything, like who cares, you know, the people that are going to support you are going to support you no matter what. So thank you for that. Um, this was great, Chrissy. I totally appreciate you jumping on on Mother's Day because we're recording this on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Um, and I'm excited that you shared so much wisdom, so many tips. Um, I'm sure you have a ton more to share. I mean, this was probably just scratching the surface. <laughs> so if anyone is interested in gaining contact with you and learning more and connecting with you, where can they go to uh, find you? Um, the best place to go find me is on my website or Everything's the same, but Chrissy Connor creates on my website, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and if you want, there are tons of freebies under my resource option on um, ChrissyConnorCreates.com. So you can find 25 ways to get visible. You can download 100 pieces of content. Um, soon to be, probably by the time this airs, there will be a way to repurpose one video into 100 pieces of content. So there's gonna be lots of goodies there in the resources section on my website. Perfect. That sounds exciting. I can't wait for it. (laughs) Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Two quick things. Number one, if you would love to be a part of a community that's empowering, encouraging, and specifically created for female entrepreneurs and those of you in the making, head on over to Facebook groups in the search box. Go ahead and type in successful action-taking female entrepreneurs and then click join. Or you can also go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we lead society and go ahead and click join. I will see you inside. And then second thing is if you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and click subscribe. Um, Leave us a review if you're feeling extra generous, because that does help us to reach more people. And then if you're feeling extra, extra generous, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating because that also helps with the reach. All right. You have a great day. And again, thank you for listening to today's podcast.